<laughs> okay. All right. Well, here we are. What's going on? Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to Deer Lander. A purely Land Diego podcast. Uh, we are your hosts, Jordan. And Amara. And this is the very first episode of, of a thing that we've wanted to do for a really long time. And so this is really exciting. Yeah, we're pretty stoked to be here. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell people about yourself? Okay, so, I guess first things first. Uh, my name is Jordan Carr, and uh, I am a, a Lander local. Uh, my family has been here for five years. Or, I'm, uh, ooh, five generations. I was like, no, you haven't. You've been way longer than that. I am a fifth generation <laughs> Landerite. Uh, I currently live in Missoula, Montana with my girlfriend, and I just graduated with my master's. I am an artist, and I like to create art. I, I have t-shirts that I make, and I uh, illustrate, um, produce, all that good stuff. Yeah. What about you? Oh, hey. My dog was just booping me pretty hard there for a second. Uh, my name is Amara Faring. I have been in Lander officially for seven years. Um, I grew up in Kinnear, which is just 30 miles north of Lander. Uh, went to school at Wind River High School. I uh, hey. live here with my husband, Joe, part of the Low Water String Band. I feel like that's kind of important. That's right. Um, yeah, I also make art, but of the performing art variety. Um, I have Communal Pancake Performing Arts. I'm the artistic director for that, so I like to do a lot of music and theater type art. But Jordan and I met at camp. In Casper. <laughs> At, uh, did we meet at the Ramada or was that, or, um, uh, what is it? Well, it's a different name now, but at the time it was, um, no, we were at Casper college. Oh, that was the right, last right. year that we were at Casper college. So we met, um, at a camp called student leadership camp. Um, Jordan was, I think you were like 16 and I was like 21. I was oh, your yeah. adult counselor. Yes. And we've just kept in touch since then. And, and when you moved to Lander, it was like, it was this super amazing thing. <laughs> it was and pretty magical. We kind of started just hanging out more and more, and now and now we're really tight. And, and now here we are. And now here we are, like doing, doing a podcast thing. Um, and the reason we wanted to do it is because we both have this deeply passionate love for Lander <laughs> and the people in it, and we think it's really important to... Talk about how awesome Lander is. Absolutely. Maybe some of its flaws, too. You know, I feel like there will be some good conversations about how maybe Lander should grow. I don't know. Yeah. We'll kind of see where this goes, but... Yo, absolutely. I think, yeah, we just kind of, like, got to chatting and got to, like, thinking and asking ourselves, like, is there really, is there, like, really a podcast that kind of features Lander as a whole? And I can't really think of any. But if there is some, please, like... If you're listening to this us. and you know of something, yeah, or come be our guest or something, but we feel uh, like we wanted to make that happen and have that be a thing. And so I guess our plans as of right now for the podcast are to feature all of the cool and special things and people um, who like have been a part of Lander, Lander history, who are currently a part of Lander, um, because there's a lot of individual things and people that make this community special yeah so what is your so you grew up here 
I did. in this beautiful valley. Um, what do you think is your favorite thing about Lander? Oh my gosh. Uh, wow. This might sound like kind of cheese. <laughs> this might sound like crap. Everybody's got to have a little bit of cheese in their life. Come on. But <laughs> I, uh, I feel like I have, like I obviously grew up here and my family is from here. And so I feel this draw to Lander that I don't feel anywhere else. I mean, it's like... I, it's like my attachment. Like I grew, mm-hmm. it's, it's my home and it, and it feels like my home. And even though like I live in Missoula and I love Missoula, there are parts of coming back to Lander that, uh, just feel like intergenerational yeah, to me, absolutely. you know, and that might sound goofy, but that's, that's the thing. And so maybe that just kind of like heightens all of my favorite things in Lander. Like I, I really love the outdoors. I love the community of Lander. I love, um, I really love all of the things that have kind of been coming to Lander in recent years. Like we were just doing, we were at Lander presents last night, mm-hmm. um, and Lander live and Knowles. And without all of these things kind of like growing and building Lander as a community. Um, I don't think, I don't think Lander would be like as special as it is to a lot of people yeah. who uh, find longevity in, in moving here and living here. Yeah. What was it like growing up here? It was, uh, it was, I, <laughs> I didn't know, like, I think maybe around like junior year when I started to like look into the mountains and kind of be like, whoa, kind of crazy to be around this many mountains and be around this much wilderness. But when you grow up here, it's kind of like growing up anywhere else when you're a little kid and you're bored and there's nothing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think like, I think that's fine too. And obviously Lander has like changed a little bit as a community um, since I was like in elementary school and I've changed too. But yeah, growing up here was, um, it was good. I remember, so, you know, we've obviously been friends for a quite a while now but um some of my favorite stories that you tell are from like when you were in middle school huh. yes <laughs> talk about your because tra- this is such a fascinating <laughs> story to me talk about your transition from elementary school to middle school and what that was like because i feel like it's a very different ball game now yes than it was so can you talk <laughs> about that a little bit because it's so fun yeah so i Grew up going to a, uh, a private elementary school in Lander that's no longer a thing. And it was at the Presbyterian Church. Um, and I, I grew up in a setting that was was pretty... I don't know. I, I guess you could describe it as like sheltered. Very different. Very polar from what I was experiencing in my transition <laughs> to like public school. And at the time when I w- when I went to L- or, um, when I went to to middle school at Stara Junior High School, I feel like the chaotic energy that happened in that middle school, and anybody that's like been to middle school, which is like everybody at some point in their <laughs> life, knows what I'm talking about. Like middle school is hard enough. It like is it's, a ride, man. It is so hard to be like that age and to be going through the things with your body changing and with like the awkward encounters. But mine was like heightened from like this private Christian school to like 
stare at. And there were just, I don't know, kids like... I remember I sat next to this one kid in computer class and he like could hack into the computer system. And I remember we just like kids were firing hornets and like throwing apples across the classroom. And that was like something that I had never witnessed in my entire life up until that point. Uh, I'd be so curious to hear other like Landerites who've been here um, for a while who like grew up here what their Sarah experience was like. Their chronicles, yeah. Yeah, because I just feel like there could be, like, a whole episode just about Starrett Junior High. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just crazy craziness, like, junior high craziness. Oh, my gosh. No, totally. They're, like... I still talk about it with uh, with my little brother, Tori, quite a bit. Um, and we both just have, like, crazy junior high stories. And at the time when you're, like a seventh grader and you're living these things out, it's not fun, but it feels extra dramatic. I feel like (laughs) everything feels so dramatic in middle school. Everything. It hurts to even think about it, which makes it hilarious to like look back on it now. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? What's Um, your craziest middle school story? Oh my gosh. So there are like a few that come to mind, but um, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. And I don't want to get us in trouble like this first episode <laughs> of the podcast. I think everything is uh, fair game because it's, you know, it's all about Lander and about how y- you grew up in it, you know? Yeah. I mean. Okay, this is a good story. When I was in seventh grade, uh, it was the, it was the peak of the energy drink um, mm-hmm. dynasty, I guess. And uh, it was it was customary if you were a student at Starrett Junior High School to go to Mr. D's and go get energy drinks before school or like after school or something. And you could like trade energy drinks with money. It was kind of like a currency at Starrett Junior, like Monsters and Nas and Red Bull and all that. And so it was like cool to drink energy drinks. Um, but there was a point where... Uh, then, and, oh, Scout. That's Scout. She's going to tell us all about it. That is Scout the pup. And so, like, obviously, Monster was making, like, bigger and bigger cans because (laughs) there must have been other junior high students that went to their Mr. D's and bought (laughs) energy drinks. And this is when the BFC can came out. And it was, I don't know, like, 40 ounces of Oh, that's so much. It was like, that's like probably an exaggeration. As a 32-year-old, that just hurts me (laughs) thinking about it now. It was so much monster. And there were kids (laughs) that like got heart murmurs and had to like get, go leave school because they were drinking so much energy drink during the day. Pausing on that. I feel like so much monster would be a really good band name. So much monster. (laughs) Don't you think? Yes. So much monster. This is one so, of our favorite pastimes as we like to say weird things and then be like, that's a good band name. Because it's true. Yeah. So no, much that, monster. That rocks. Um, <laughs> but I digress. There are so many stories and I'm sure we will get into the junior high stories because junior high Jor was a coconut head that was so, oh my gosh. Coconut it was, head. it was kind of like how... I don't know. Just hilarious despair, I think, is maybe the best way I could describe. Also a great name for a band. Yeah. 
hilarious despair. Hilarious despair. <laughs> and then Yo, we could all dress like middle school. We are on fire. We are. <laughs> I had string bangs and butterfly clips, okay? Like, you got to tell me about your junior high experience in, in at Wind River um, and in Kinnear. Yeah, so I think the reason that I love Lander so much is because I, all, I wouldn't say I grew up sheltered, but maybe wholesome. And of course, like doing theater kind of broke me out of that when I was doing it in high school. But I feel like Lander really kind of opened me up mm-hmm. into the adult realm that I'm now in. Um, and it was fun. There was like, there's this energy in Lander that's like, it, I don't even quite know how to explain it. Like I can't find a word to really describe how Lander feels. It just, the energy of it is like, it's so good. And so yeah. uh, my middle school self was extremely emotional. I'm an emotional person. So it was just extra heightened. Cool. Uh, I <laughs> was in middle school from 2000 to 2003. Oh, word. Okay. So I entered high school in 2004. Oh, that is Isn't that wild? Oh. Um, which, if Joe ever listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, seriously? Because we're 10 years apart. But, um, <laughs> so it was during the whole, like, string bang, like, uh, weird choker, polo shirts, like the, the glitter too cute. Yes. Uh, like, shirts. Um, were the so, jeans baggy? Uh, <laughs> yes, but we didn't, I didn't wear them that way. I wore the low rise yeah. Bell bottoms. Yeah. That had <laughs> ties up the sides on the on the side of the pants and then on the like zipper portion. Oh man, you look back at some of those things. There are some some of that is coming back now, which is wild to me because I'm like, I'm not that old. <laughs> but you got those in the closet. Oh yeah. Like word. I mean I couldn't fit into them now, but like that was my middle school time. And I don't really know if I have, like, any super crazy... I mean, like, I can think about, like, some of the songs that came out, like, Shaggy's It Wasn't Me. Whoa. Was, like, a big part of my, like, you know, Sugar Butterfly Honey, that one. So a lot, like, Destiny's Child was new. Like, that Word. whole era was me. And was that, like... Was that, uh... Dang. So for, like, in junior high, I think of, like, Soldier Boy was, like, that year Which, in seventh grade. And so, like... I was going into college at that point. So but we're not that crazy. far apart. But, like, when you... Time is weird, right? Because when you think about... <laughs> like, in years, we're not that far apart. But, like, in experiences, you're definitely farther apart. Yo, and I... Wild! I just think of, like, the technology that was, like, yeah. right in the moment where, like cell phones were kind of like you could play music on cell phones and you had like the signatures on your texts and you had See, like I you could make your like ring T9. back tones yeah i, I totally had phone. so let me ask yeah. you this with like with like shaggy and destiny's <laughs> child <laughs> were y'all was this appearing at the dances oh yeah okay tell me about that I need uh, to know. well there was like a very specific so this is like interesting specifically I think to me because I was a very introverted scared child mm-hmm. but for some reason at dances I was really able to like let myself go this is um, wonderful yeah it, when you talk to my mom about me being a kid she would always say you were like my shadow because if I 
didn't like look where I was turning around like I'd step on you because I was just like such a, a terrified child mm-hmm. of everything. And um, but for some reason, dances, I was like, let's let this happen. And so in fifth grade, the big deal was the high by dance. And it was the high part was saying hi to the fifth graders who were going to be sixth graders and saying bye to the eighth graders who were going to be freshmen. And so it was like this whole middle school dance thing. And it happened every year. It was a semi-formal. It was a really big deal. But for some reason, like, I could just go. Dancing, for some reason, is my thing. Um, Were were people breakdancing in Wind River? um, I need to know. Was that a thing at the dance? Maybe pretending to try... No. Cool. No? I mean, oh, well, you man. also have to remember, like, the internet was not what the internet is now. Like, we didn't know anything except for what was on VH1 and MTV on the music yeah. videos, you know, which was all very mainstream. So, like... <laughs> Word. I know. It's wild. Um, that was, like, we had our dances at the fire hall. And it was, like... Oh, that's so sweet. The junior high dances in Lander, much better than the high school dances. Really? Yes. Throwing it down. Because all of that, like, all of that hilarious despair, like, kind of opened up at a dance in junior high. Yeah. Like, the slow dances were hilarious. Oh, yeah, when you think about them. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Like, the social interactions. And then there would be, like, the breakdance circles, right? And it was, like, I wanted to be so cool and, like, do the breakdance. But, like, I was really only just spinning on my butt. Oh, you know, totally. It was like that yeah. was all it was. And Tor and I talked about this the other day. And he looked up one time before a seventh grade dance. He looked up this advanced break dance move like 30 minutes before the dance. And was like trying to practice this, this a munch mill, which is this advanced, like the Jabberwockies do. That's he, wild. How to munch mill. And like 30 minutes before the dance was like practicing it on the carpet upstairs in mom's room. Oh, and that's that, hilarious. So middle school, man. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, which I also feel like kind of brings us to like, I feel like we've been on a similar trajectory in many ways. Um, cause I started going to student leadership camp SLC as we so fondly call it, mm-hmm. um, when I was a freshman as a delegate and that's what like really changed my whole world, which is why I came back as an adult counselor. And so I feel like all of the people that I've ended up being like really good friends with or like that I follow are all Lander people, <laughs> you know, um, like Wolf Johnson, one of our favorite people. Shout out I remember, Wolf. um, when he came to camp and he, uh, did a rap for us for like our Wednesday night songs or whatever. And I remember walking up to him and being like, there are two people that you have to meet. Cause I didn't know he was from Lander. And I, I was like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from Lander. I'm like, you know who they are. Like, I was just so excited. Cause it was you and Tori. And so like, I don't know. Lander just has to like, bring it back to like Lander. It's like the people in Lander, are, they just, they're a whole different vibe. Yeah. A whole different vibe. And there's a lot of like... We were we were just at Wild Iris a few hours ago. And uh, there's the climbing book. Um, yeah. With that like has all the climbing routes, you know? I don't know if you've ever like looked through that. I haven't. It is like climbing culture. Even though like I climb a little bit here and there, I'm really not like a climber by any means. But the climbing culture and like... 
the names of the routes Mm -hmm. and like all of the stuff that hasn't even been developed yet is so cool to me. Yeah. It's so neat. Like, I don't know. It's just like this little, and people are fanatics about it here. Yeah. And just like people are fanatics about, I don't know, fishing or any, any other like, or basketball or whatever you might be a fanatic about. I love that. And like to be so, um, it's like cohesive without being like, like so focused on one thing. It's like, there's like a, a mutual respect and openness, at least among the people that I know the best and who I've interacted with or like, you know, growing up a performing arts company here, it's like everyone's willing to like jump in and support. And so it's like the energy is just so, I don't want to say wholesome, but that's kind of what it is. is It's like this like pure, cohesive understanding and respect yeah. That Lander has. That's like, I haven't quite found that anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I just love it here. No, I do too. That's like, because 10 sleep is very big on, on climbing. Yeah. And uh, I asked a good friend of mine who's a, a climber what like he thinks the difference is between um, like Lander and 10 sleep. And he was kind of like, 10 sleep has like a ton of climbing and is a, ty- a climbing mecca or will be. Yeah. And. Uh, ten sleep is, he said, ten sleep is where you go to kind of like build your self esteem, and then Lander like knocks you on your butt. Is kind of that's wild, and he likes that. Yeah, and so that was cool to me. That's like I don't know. Well, and maybe too, I'm sure that this is a part of other towns. It's just that I found it here, but like Wyoming in general, I feel like has that similar vibe. Like people are just. <laughs> pretty decent i mean mm-hmm. we have a lot of stuff to work on don't get me yes, wrong I agree. <laughs> a lot of stuff we got to work on no but, but i like, agree and i see yeah i know what you mean you know and it's like i don't know if anyone can ever put their finger on exactly what that feeling is but like i just find it more intense in lander and i don't know if it's because yeah we've got the climbing community we've got knolls we've got people who move in and out of here i mean like i feel like we're fairly transient but because of that, we're we're meeting a bunch of different people, mm. and that kind of grows Lander. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, did that make any sense? No, I think it that, came out of my mouth, and no, I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that totally makes sense. And I think Wyoming at large, definitely, there is like an element of it, them of people coming in and out, the, yeah. the transient nature of it. Also, Lander is like special because there's a sort of longevity that's kind of grown here in the last. 10 or 15 years especially, I've noticed yeah. a difference. But what what do you think about well, that? Well, I mean, even since, you know, because we used to come over here, it was like a specialty thing to like come to Lander and like play in the kick-ass park, you know? like Yeah. <laughs> like, that was awesome to go to sinks and like do all of that. So it was kind of like a, a special outing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I mean, I think it's always had that vibrancy or maybe it's like a little bit of like, divey grit that Lander has because like it wasn't as bougie as it seems to be now like we're definitely growing Mm. into like we've got really nice eateries like by great people you know but like I don't remember there being just like a ton here and even since I've been here because Joe and I have been together for 12 years so I've been like coming in and out of Lander between going to school in Missoula another thing we have in common Um, Uh or like when I went to New York and then came back it was like 
just thinking about Safeway, which was in what is now Ace Hardware, to the Safeway we have now, like, there's definitely, like, a growth that's happening Yeah. Here. But there's still that little bit of, like, diviness, I think, that really kind of... Yes. ...keeps us, like, humble. <laughs> that's such a beautiful way to put it. <laughs> That's such a beautiful way to put it. You know, because you can go to Cowfish and be way bougie and then just walk down the street and go to the Maverick. And it's like a whole other experience, but it's still got the Lander vibe. Yes. I mean. No, that's beautiful. Yeah. Another quick. Uh, so I was like ninth grade when that new Safeway got put in. You know, when we when kid, when you would go to Casper and go to the mall. Yeah. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. And it was like a social thing to walk around the mall. When the Safeway here got built, we were, like, going to the new Safeway and walking around like the mall. Because it was, like, this big, huge, nice Safeway that got built. Yes. Yeah. And it had a Starbucks in it. Oh, which it was I mean, like, crazy. It was just, bonkers at the time. It's a different ballgame. But, I mean, now we have the Lander Bake Shop, so I don't go to Starbucks often. But Yeah. No. Shout I, out to Angie. It's Bake Shop 100% every hey, time. Angie. Hey, Angie. Hey, Angie. Um, okay, I have a question for you. Okay, I'm uh, ready. Okay, so my question. Uh, what is your most chaotic lander memory? <laughs> I have so many. Um, I, you know, in general, just the 4th of July. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, I think about... Like, some of the chaotic things that have happened, and they're usually around the 4th of July. Yeah, that's 100%. Um, you know, like, the year that we weren't supposed to have fireworks, and there were people who were like, who cares? I mean, like, or like... Last year first, when we weren't supposed to have a parade, and people were like, who people cares? Anyway. <laughs> like, it is the, the most wild, chaotic thing ever <laughs> to me. Like, because my 4th of Julys were like, I was always in one spot... We, of course, had fireworks, but, like, they weren't... It wasn't like it is here, where it's, like, at 8 a.m., people are, like, doing fireworks. They're walking down the street with beer, you know? Like, it is just yeah. a whole... It's a whole vibe. It's yeah. an experience. So, I'm going to just generally say... The 4th of July. The 4th of July. I mean, bottle rockets flying at your face. Do you have any, like, specific memory from the 4th that you're like, this is the one that's so prominent... Well, I do have a... I mean, because, you know, you kind of party from the 3rd of July through the 5th of July. Uh-huh. And I do remember specifically walking back from... We must have gone to the Forge. This has been a long time ago. And I remember shoving Joe and jumping into a pool at, like, midnight, which is not that chaotic. But that is a very specific memory I have. And seriously, the year that we weren't supposed to have fireworks. That was crazy. But I'm not going to go into too much detail about Word. that. Yep. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. this year will be extra chaotic and we'll have to <laughs> and be like, okay, here's our chaotic lander story. I uh I guess dang, maybe like 4 years ago now, 4 or 5 years ago, I had all of my friends up from Laramie, yes. like 25 people. And we did a show on the 3rd of July. Yes. And just like having that many people like in the forge, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was at that show. And we were like, they were crashing in the backyard, and it was just bonkers. And 
I don't know, like when they, some of them got home and you just like end up in certain people's yards who like have slip and slides and you and just, just kind of go and it's just kind of cool. And everybody's like, yeah, man, I don't know. You know? Yeah. I, oh, there was a year that my friend spoon is his name and I love him so much. Spoon. Um, but it was a very similar year where like he showed up back at our, where we were all like staying at like 6 a.m. And he was like, well, I was on my way back from the bar and I was walking up the street and this guy was on his front porch and he asked if I wanted to hang out. And so I said, sure. And we just hung out on his porch for three hours. And I was like, now that is a lander vibe. Yo, how would that go in New York City when you were... <laughs> you know, um, it happens more often than you think. Word, okay. Yeah, I mean, people are... At least from my experience, New Yorkers are just in the zone. They don't... Living in the city is hard to yeah. start, and so people are really tired. But like, they also like have a billion things happening, right? Like, you have to transfer trains. You have to like be like some people are working or studying on the train, you know. So it's like people are really nice, but it's just kind of an understood statement that like you just kind of keep to yourself so that everybody can like keep doing their thing. But I definitely have had experiences with people like when I'd walk home. There were people that would like stand on the stoop and talk to me or like be like, you know, you should come over sometime. Um, so I think it happens more often than people think, but not in the same like Western vibey way. Okay. I use vibe a lot, obviously. <laughs> like, vibe is cool. Sometimes, sometimes it's like almost impossible to describe something without saying the word vibe if it's like got that specific inflection in what you're trying to describe. Yeah. And even though like, you know, yeah. Vibe is like sometimes you vibe don't want check. to say vibe to describe something, but you kind of like it have is to. A vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. My first experience in New York City, I uh, that was I, I as a Wyomingite who like went to New York. Yeah, I didn't know what what to expect, and obviously there's a little bit of like people are going to be mean to me, you know, because that's and that's like the stereotype. And obviously, I like I left New York, and it wasn't like that at all. It yeah. was just like we are on our way, and we are gruff. And there was this point where we were in the subway station and my card wasn't working. And this New Yorker guy was like, he has step aside. Let me do it. And then he like swiped his card for me and was like, all right, there you go. Goodbye. And uh -huh. he like wasn't being mean. He like he, did me yeah, a favor. He, like, he was just like very like, here go. you go. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only time New Yorkers get mad is if you're walking too slow and you stop in the middle of the sidewalk oh. and then they're going to take you out. But um, for most part, they're pretty good people. Warm. Yeah. Okay. When somebody asks for a Wyoming band recommendation, mm. what band do you usually send them to? I usually ask them what kind of music they're looking for. 100%. Yeah. What a wonderful question, by the way. Thank you. There are a lot of really great Wyoming bands, and a lot of them um, kind of fall under that like folk rock category mm -hmm. um dang i would say i mean i love like whippoorwill yep absolutely and they there was that one video that whippoorwill did in the new to you in laramie like right the brand that new brand new uh new to you and it was just like man this is like one of the coolest this is so cool you know but I obviously give them like low water string band as a recommendation. Sometimes I recommend Elk Tongue mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit, and I remember going and seeing Elk Tongue and Laramie, and they were so much fun. Um, 
But also, like, I recommend, like, hip-hop artists, you know? Yeah. I recommend people from the Gem Scent Pack in Laramie. I uh, I just recommended somebody uh, from Rock Springs who goes by Gentry Fox. Shout out to that dude. Um, and he's got, like, this boom bap thing, and he's out of Rock Springs. And I think that guy is doing his thing. I, awesome. I really like his music. So, like, let me preface this. I am a de- very much a hip-hop head. And I like I study hip hop, and uh, the very first like hip hop collective in Wyoming probably was Biomecca from Jackson Hole, and Biomecca. If you have not heard that, you gotta go check them out. That's so um, cool. And my first time in Missoula, I found a Biomecca CD. Stop. And I was reeling. I was like, no way. I didn't had no idea this existed. I only see this like in YouTube videos. I couldn't believe it. I gotta gotta pay respects to them too. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me ask you the same question. What do you usually wreck? Uh, well, I do the same thing. I ask mostly. Uh, you know, well, what kind of vibe are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, there's that word again. Yes. <laughs> it's just, you gotta use it sometimes. Know. You know. Um, <laughs> but really though, because it's like. I don't know so much about hip-hop. Jemsent was, like, my first, like, taste of Wyoming hip-hop, which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I am definitely in, like, the more uh, folk-rocky realm. Uh, so I usually recommend, like, if you're looking for a great funk band, Mama Lenny and the Remedy. Mm. They are fantastic. Um, low Water String Band, of course. I'm a little biased, but also not biased at all. They're very good. If you're looking for Bluegrass Americana, um, they're great. Uh, Patty Fiasco, always, uh, Fever and the Already Gone. Yeah. Also biased there, but they are so good. And, uh, their other band, Ten Cent Stranger. Mm. But then if you're gonna, like, do independent people, Quinn Sarofsky, of course. Right. Dang it. Shout out Quinn. He's amazing. He is amazing. Um, but then you've got people like Robbie Wyman, too. Yeah. Also amazing. So it's like... Yeah, it just depends on what you're looking for. Do you think um do you think Wyoming in their artists has a specific sound? Like like when you think of um like West Coast versus mm. different East Coast sounds versus like jazz or like Chicago sounds, like as a region, do you think Wyoming has a a particular sound in their music? Yes. Yeah. I think they do. I don't know how to typify it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting, because that's what Bob was trying to do with the album that he just released, their Bob of Fever, the Already Gone album, is he was like, I really wanted to create a genre that's like Wyoming rock, that like feels like Wyoming, and I think he did a really good job, but like maybe that's something we can explore throughout this whole podcast, is like, how do you even begin to explain... The, how Lander feels and how Wyoming feels. Like, what what does that typically feel like to people? Yeah. Which I'd be super curious about. But I do think that there is a certain Wyoming feeling to most fans, no matter what genre they're in. Sweet. And I don't know if it's like the desolation, because there's so much space, that that kind of ends up in people's music. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but there's like, yeah, there's like a certain space in like, I don't know, grittiness maybe. We're going to explore this throughout the podcast, I've decided. Oh, yes. I want to know. I want to know how people can describe this feeling of Lander in Wyoming. We will revisit this, definitely. 
Okay. Well, um, my my next question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Um, do you believe in ghosts? And do you have any spots near Wind River or in the area that are like ghosty? Uh, yes, I believe in ghosts. Cool. I feel lucky enough to not have run into any. Um, <laughs> but the old broker in uh, Riverton is pretty spooky. Oh, really? Uh, my brother has a couple stories of because my dad was a contractor, and so he often redid buildings or whatever. And Cameron was working for him one year. Who's my brother? Hey, bro. Um, and he remembers like working in the hallway and like hearing footsteps run by him. And he was like, I'm good. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh. And it's like notorious. There's supposed to be a little girl that's haunts it. But um, yes, I believe in ghosts. And yes, there are spooky, vibey places that just in, in this area that. What about you? Yes. Okay. I. So this is one of my favorite questions to ask anybody. Um, because everybody always gives like a good answer, whether it's like, no, absolutely not. Or yeah. Oh my gosh. I have this crazy story. Um, and I, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, like, um, in the conventional way, like mm-hmm. we, uh, like Scooby-Doo style, like we portray ghosts, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like- no, but definitely like energy, I guess is the yeah. best way I could describe um, whether energy that's like happened and lingers and that could be negative or that could be positive. And I'm not trying to stick around long enough to find out. Yeah. I just like leave it. And that's respectful. Um, up at the state school here in Lander, there are stories that I've heard. And my mom used to work up at the state school and there was, um, a ghost up there. I can't remember the name of the lady, but she would wail at night and she would cry. And my mom was down there in the basement of her building and she heard her one night and my mom was, her name was like Marie or something. And my mom was like, it's okay, Marie, it's okay. And then the wailing stopped and my mom tells that story. And that's like, yeah. And so like definitely, yeah, but there's like this house on like second and Garfield or third and Gar, one of them, one of those is like supposed to be haunted, and my grandma talks about that house. Um, <laughs> crazy, yeah. The energies, the energies. Which is funny because I was going to ask you if you were a ghost, how would you haunt somebody? Uh, <laughs> so I feel like this goes right uh, in the same realm. I would probably, I would probably call their phone. And it would would go across as Cokeville, Wyoming, and then I would I would ask them about their car's extended warranty, and I would do that, and that's how I would haunt people. Because <laughs> that's the type of energy I'm trying to put yeah. out as a ghost. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I would haunt somebody, but I also feel like doing something goofy like that would be really nice. <laughs> yeah. You know. There's like. There was, um, do you listen to Wyoming Public Radio? Yeah. They did. That's, shout out to Wyoming Public Radio. They have some great podcasts. Yeah. Um, the one about the, or the, the theater that they have. In Cheyenne. Oh my oh! God. Everybody should listen to that episode. I was like, it was like, I was doing dishes and I was like goosebumpy all And it's not over. a long episode. It's no. like 20 minutes or something. It is definitely worth the listen. Okay. Here's my last question. Okay. I really was going to ask you the ghost one, so I feel like... No way! Yeah, Were you yeah, ready? Yeah, I was like... I oh my gosh. Um, uh, how did I phrase this one? 
What odd Wyoming smell do you really enjoy? <laughs> what odd Wyoming smell? Or odd um, lander smell. Oh, man. I don't know if this is like so odd. There's two that are obviously reminiscent. But you know when you get a smell that like is all of the best things mm-hmm. wrapped up in it? It like smells good and you have memories attributed to it. And you uh, feel so present in that moment when you smell it again. You're like, wow. Like, yeah, this is, I don't know. This is why I feel so passionate about this place. Yeah. Um, and those two smells that I can think of are um, like sagebrush. Yep. After rain or something. Absolutely. Love it. Oh my gosh. It's the best smell. One of the best smells. It might be the best smell, yes. honestly. So that's my first one. And my second one uh, would be the Gana Grill. Yeah. Like, like when you get a, a whiff of the kitchen in Gana Grill. Yeah. Or like on like the patio. Wide. Yeah. Man. It's so good. I think my odd one, because like I agree, rain in the sagebrush and the pine trees is like the best thing ever. Yeah. But my odd one is I love the smell of the sinks. Yeah. It has a smell. And it's like a mixture between, I don't know, it smells like the ocean without the salt. But I love it. Whoa, okay. Yeah. So like when I go down there, I'm like, this is such a very specific smell to me. Is there anywhere in particular in the sinks where you're like... Yeah, like like when you go down to, you know, like when you're actually like down on the Near the cave? Near the cave. Yeah. That's where that smell is. Yeah. It's not like up above it. You got to be down in the cave, but it is a very specific smell. So cool, and I love it. Wow, that's good. I've never made that. We were just on the Oregon coast, uh, my girlfriend and I, and yeah, I can totally yeah see that. Yeah, it's like a little ocean. Yeah, and then like the other, you know, the other water. I love water. I'm a water person, but the other smell is like there's a very specific like fishy river smell. Mm-hmm. That I really love too. And it's like very specific to this area, but it is, it's real. So cool. And does, they're both kind it, of odd, but yeah. Does it smell fishy itself? Yeah, it smells fishy, but like in a, in a mountain trout kind of way. Okay. Mixed with like sage and prairie. I should be making candles. What am I doing? It's wonderful. I know. We could, just, <laughs> we could get a candle deal with this podcast. That's right. <laughs> Gannet Grill. Gannet Grill. Serenity. Gannet Grill Serenity. The Grease Gannet Candle. Candle. Um, as as somebody who is this is my last question. Okay. As somebody who is a a prolific member of the community and has added so much to the community. (laughs) So nice. Through Unplugged and all of your different artistic endeavors and your supporting of local business. What lander project means the most to you? Oh, that's a hard question. Like a project of my own or a project that I've been a part of? Either one. Or that's happening? Yeah, either one. Um, well, I think probably the most important one that I did that created, I think, the most community for me was Unplugged. I, I mean... Angie and I did it for five years and granted the Panini Press, a.k.a. 
That was like my favorite way that I've heard the pandemic called is the Panini Press. And for um, for our list, what was unplugged for our listeners? Oh, unplugged um, was an open mic night, but not in the traditional way that it's usually done, like in a bar or anything like that, where you just kind of like go and you sign up for a slot when you get there. Um, I truly believe in creating a structure so that because I'm also a performer and I know what it's like to be in a chaotic performance experience and it's not fun for anyone. It doesn't feel good. The audience doesn't like it. Musicians, actors don't like it. So I was, I'm a big fan of creating a decent structure that people can move within. Yeah. Um, so it was an open mic night, but you had to sign up in advance. And then once all the slots were full, obviously, then I had a wait list. But so it was just like anyone and everyone could come play. It didn't matter your age or your level of, I mean, we, that was the coolest thing is I had people who had never performed before who would come and be like, okay, this is like a good place for me to start. And they would like come and perform there. Or like I had people who had been playing for like 35 years and they would come and perform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And everything in between. I mean, I had so many different types of musicians um, come play and it was really wonderful. So I think that that for me was probably my most important community building. I don't know, just the arts in general, I guess. But I would say Unplugged is probably my like my biggest one, but then also Almost Maine, which was our first theater production and working with the CES clients on their acting class. All of those things are like... You hold very dear. I hold very, very dear. Like I could not have asked for better performing arts experiences. Yeah. Like, and I just hope to continue growing those with like more people, more partners, like bringing people into the fold, you know, cause like there's something for everyone, but that's so cool. Those are my faves, but you know, Lander presents, I will always support that one. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. What about you? The most important one. Yeah. And my favorite one. I obviously have like an album out about Lander, um, mm-hmm. that turned five years old, um, a few days ago. Um, and that one means a lot to me. The name of that album is, uh, Mortimer Heights. And that means a lot, but I mean, yeah, I don't know if I have like a very solid answer other than, than that one. There's always been, um, just a bunch of different stuff that, that I, that I really love and I've, I've supported and is, is important to me. Um, at wild Iris, we actually ran into this, this couple who were like going into the winds for the first time. And the dude was like, I've never, I've never even seen like a tent before this like i've never done this at all and they're like headed to the cirque he was like this is where we're going and i was just like oh my god i want to like and he was looking for a puffy jacket that wasn't like 300 bucks and i was like oh my gosh like look here look here like all all, like i wanted to like text my dad and be like can i can he borrow your like puffy jacket i'll let you borrow my just just so they can like have a great experience in the winds. I yeah. like want to do everything I can to help foster that that experience because they're going to leave this area. I want to make sure that I've done everything to give them that lander experience that's like the best. Like yeah. I'm so happy y'all are here doing this. I feel like you just hit on the you just hit on Wyoming for me of like I think most people, and especially in Lander, if you have an idea or you want to have an experience of some sort, that's exactly what people do. Is they're like, I will do everything in my power to make sure 
that this happens for you. And that is like so cool. Yeah. You know, because it's like even thinking about things like the Houlihan narratives, which is such a cool project. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, people will just jump in and just go or like everything that's happening at the Alpine Science Institute that Jackie Darren and Todd are doing. You know, it's like people want to make sure that like if you're going to go for something that you have that support to do it. And maybe that's exactly why we love Lander. Shoot! All right, well, uh, stay tuned because we are going to have lots of cool guests that are that we feel are really prolific to maybe our lander experiences for sure. Absolutely, yeah. To talk about their lander experiences and how they've added to the culture and kind of made this community what it is. um, You know, history of stuff in lander, just um, individuals themselves talking about things that they've done to add to the community or uh, what the community means to them. And I'm very excited about, about this first episode and I'm very excited about some of our, uh, (laughs) some of the people we have lined up for. So that's our plans. Um, Yeah. This is, this is Jordan. This is Amara. And uh, this is Dear Lander. We love you. We love you forever. (laughs) 